Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. Science. 3D printing is one of the big growth areas in technology. The principle is similar to printing ink on paper, only that a material thicker than ink is used and many layers of material are put on top of each other, thus creating a three-dimensional object. So far, 3D printing has been limited to small plastic objects, but as the technology improves, whole new ideas for 3D printing are being discussed. One of them is to actually build houses in this way. The printer would be in the form of a gantry over a site and would put down layers of the walls, perhaps in concrete or maybe in some other composite material, to gradually build up the height of the building, finally finishing with the roof. The idea is that it would be quick and cheap to build houses in this way, and so it could be particularly useful in very poor countries or areas that have been hit by a natural disaster. It's a great idea, but printing a house does sound very strange. Another use for 3D printing might be for creating meat. Strange as it sounds, a company in the United States is seriously looking into the technology of building meat, which would be created in the laboratory and not have come from animals. A lot of research and development is being put into growing meat in the laboratory and not from animals, but so far the results have been a bit slimy and not very appetizing. But this new company is trying to perfect the 3D printing process to develop animal-free meat. However, the problems are not only technological, but also the process would have to be able to create 3D printed meat very cheaply. Meat from animals that you buy now is really very cheap, and so for 3D generated meat to be as cheap as that will be a very big challenge. It was in March 2011 that there was the tsunami in Japan, and the Fukushima nuclear power plant was severely damaged. There was a big radiation leak into the surrounding area, and all people were evacuated from the district. However, animals and birds that were in the area couldn't be evacuated, and the first signs of the potential damage to different species is now being seen. Researchers have collected samples from several generations of butterfly. And they have found that the butterflies are deformed or have genetic issues. About one quarter of the first generation caught were deformed, but in later generations, up to one half of the butterflies tested had genetic problems. Issues like this are well known in all species after significant exposure to radiation. But the butterfly tests are some of the first to prove again that the Fukushima area will be uninhabitable for many generations to come. Meanwhile, one story that you might have heard about from here in Hong Kong is better news for recycling. The Starbucks coffee chain is trying out a new recycling plan here to use more of the waste products that it would normally throw away, in particular coffee grounds and food products that have passed their sell-by date. 
These would normally go to landfill or maybe composting, but the new trial scheme is to convert these into much more useful things. Working with the city university, Starbucks is trying out a new biorefinery to turn this type of waste into a sugary product that can be used in manufacturing. It would get turned into a type of bioplastic and then into environmentally friendly packaging or cleaning products. It's not often that Hong Kong leads the way in recycling, so this is particularly good news. As I mentioned last week on the science blog, the Curiosity rover is sending back some spectacular images from the planet Mars. We are learning more and more about our neighboring planet, and even though the Curiosity mission has only just started, plans are already underway for the next mission to the Red Planet. It won't be a manned mission; there is still no idea when that might happen. But instead, this is a mission that would be able to drill down below the surface of Mars, hopefully up to depths of around 10 meters. Its mission would be to establish how the planet Mars was formed, and although it won't be launching for at least another four years, we will have something else to look forward to from Mars. In the meantime, we should have lots of great pictures and information from the Curiosity rover to keep us happy. And that's it for the Teen Time Science Blog for another week. I'm Neil Chase. I'll be back again next week with more from the science world. <laughs>